Groovaholics. Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Birthed by a love of music, we're all about culture. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. If you gain value from this podcast, personally share it with a friend and explain your favorite part. Let's get groovy. Groovy.
Yo, what's up, Grooveaholics? I am so excited to bring you this episode with A-Claw Vibes. It's incredible. The music's great. The conversation's better. Uh, I'm literally, I'm lit. I'm excited. We just got off the Facebook stream. Literally just recorded it 45 seconds ago. And the one thing I want to point out is there was a little bit of lag, a little bit of delay. The audio might sound a little funky, a little bit of miscommunication because of that delay. Listen, I understand. It annoys me too. But don't let it deter you. I'm just calling it out because I realize it's there. Don't let it deter you because the music's incredible. The conversation's great. You're going to gain a lot of value from this episode. So here is me with A-Claw Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding region. I am here live with Logan Eclaw Vibes. What's up, man? I, I just asked you, but we doing well. Uh, we doing well tonight? Yeah, man. Um, I actually just got done with a uh, with a session with Marco. Um, we're currently working on a new track, um, with another artist, Elise Testone, um, phenomenal singer. And, uh, we're, we're in the midst of mixing right now, getting the final mix put together and then we're going to master it. And, uh, it's going to be released on Marco's full length album that's coming out, I believe in March. And, uh, then we're going to release a single version of it on my page as well. So literally just got done with that probably like you know 40 minutes ago right before we started doing this and <laughs> right into the next one so staying busy yeah that's what i love to hear yeah shout out to marco playing drums on that last track i saw him enter the facebook yep. live stream so if you're watching marco hello man shout out to marco what tell what song was that that we listened shout to in the, the intro italian here drummer. man italian drummer what what song was that so that that's a cover song that uh that <laughs> that marco and i did um a couple months ago i was in california at the time um so we got we did this remotely um the 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 funny thing about this song is i bought a new synthesizer like this analog synth and um a chord minilog for anyone who's wondering and um i would i was just like on facetime or something with marco playing around with some synth patches and uh, I came across that one patch that you hear right at the beginning. And he's like, yo, dude, that sounds like that one Mac DeMarco song. And I looked at him, I was like, trying to get a cover going. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, no, that'd be sick. And uh, little did he know that I would actually have the whole thing sketched out and ready for him that night. So I sent it to him that night. And literally the next day he started tracking drums at, I think, Charlie's house, Charlie Lindner. And uh, yeah, so he he filmed that section at Charlie's place, um, and then I filmed all the, all the little quirky sections back at back at my spot um, in California when I was living over there. And uh, yeah, we just kind of put the whole thing together, released it on um, Spotify as well. But yeah, we got the, the music video on YouTube, and just kind of like one of those like little random things that that just happened out of nowhere. 
I love it. Yeah. And if you're on Facebook, you know, we're watching yeah. videos live. If you're listening to the audio, always go to Rochester Groovecast every Wednesday night. We stream live so you can see these videos or check out. Do you have a website, YouTube? Where should people check out the videos, man? Yeah. So youtube.com um, slash a cloud vibes. That's the main page. I mean, we can pull it up right here for a sec, but but I feel like I'm on Joe this Rogan is the main or something. Page. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is where all you find all the videos. You get, like, uploads. You get original content, content remixes. Um, and then I do, I do, like, tutorials and stuff for a variety of different things. I did a, uh, a tutorial right at the height of the pandemic um, of uh, 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 how to live stream for for bands and that one actually did really well that's my best performing video ironically but wow. yeah so youtube.com um spotify um you know just just the main streaming platforms apple music um so on spotify and apple music it's just a um and then yeah a claw vibes everywhere else everywhere else and a claw vibes spell that out for us because it it's not it's not spelled how it sounds, right? Yeah. yeah so it's E C L A T and then space V I B E S. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the origin story of A Claw is um, I wanted to come up with a name that described how I felt when I watched like a amazing show. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically like 2015 at Electric Forest. Um, that was my first music festival I ever went to and just seeing this large production happening right in front of me and just like everything in perfect, perfect synchronicity, everything's like the lighting is perfect. The sound is perfect. The way the artists are performing is just perfect. People in the crowd are loving it, you know, and everything was just in perfect harmony. And I wanted to find a word to describe that. So that eventually one day I could emulate that. Hmm. So I started doing some research and there's a French word, éclat, which describes a brilliant display or effect. And like that to me is what that, that um, symbolizes. It's just, that's, that's what I want to do. One of these days is portray that same feeling to, to masses of people that I got when I was sitting there as like a little spunion in the crowd, yeah. you know, just enjoying these shows. Um, and so, yeah. And, and it's also, it also works out nicely because I'm very influenced by French music producers like Flume or FKJ. So it's, it's kind of like, I guess I'm paying like homage to that sort of genre that influences my sound as well. I like that. I like that. I, I'm one of those yeah. ignorant spunions that's thinking you're talking about white claws or something. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, too many white claws. <laughs> so you're playing, you're paying homage to some great French producers. How would you define yourself, man? Yeah. Like, are you a guitar player? Are you a producer? Are you a keyboardist? I know you have a pad in front of you there. Um, can you define mm-hmm. yourself? I mean, what well, what's your focus, brother? Um, I guess the best way to define myself is a multi-instrumentalist with engineering background. Um, so, um, 
I was actually explaining this to, to a good friend, Noah Fence, the other day. Good old Noah. Um, I don't view myself as a guitar player or, you know, a drummer or an audio engineer. I view myself as like, as someone <laughs> that has music inside them. And I will use anything that it takes to get that sound out. So, you know, these are my instruments. A guitar is an instrument of mine, you know, just like a painter would, would use different paint brushes and stuff. These are different instruments that I use to achieve uh, the artistic goal that I'm, I'm trying to get to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like a multi-instrumentalist, because I just, sometimes the guitar isn't what I'm trying to go for, you know, sometimes it's a vintage synthesizer. So, for me, I'm like, okay, I have to figure out how to play this thing now because I want that sound or, um, you know, with drums, I like, I really like programming my own feel onto things. And so I've always been very much interested in, um, just like chasing the music, whatever, whatever instrument it was on. So that's kind of how it all came together. I, I, I think I spread myself too thin every now and then, but I always remind myself that what I'm doing is, is good for you know the greater of my goals <laughs> i love it man I, I like that you basically describe that the music the arts inside of you and literally i've never even thought about this before brother but the word is literally instrument like these pieces of technology i literally haven't even thought about this through years of my life are literally just yeah. instruments <laughs> and the instrument doesn't play the music. The You're human the does. You're the artist. It's inside you. They're just mm -hmm. instruments to allow that creation to occur, man. It's a great way to look at it. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and good. And, and, and people might notice there's a little bit of a lag. I think it might be on my end. Don't worry about it, guys. We figure it out. Um, what we're going to do today is <laughs> I want to listen to some of your music, man. I, I, I haven't, I okay. haven't kept up, dude, I, I'm, I should just be honest. I haven't kept up to date. A lot of times I come on, I, I like okay. to be just an open book, right? So I didn't prepare, listen to the songs, put yeah. together a list of questions. I just want to vibe with you. Um, and we'll do a little story time. So I wanted yeah, to play like the under <laughs> the underwater track you sent over. Let's start by talking, you know, bird's okay. eye view a little bit about who's playing on underwater. Tell me maybe the process of creating it. We'll listen to it and then maybe tell me a little bit about the story behind, you know, the song itself. So maybe just a quick introdu uh, quick introduction okay. and then we'll dive a little deeper once we hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> So Underwater is a track that came together. It's all, I'm, I'm doing everything on it. The, the piano, all, all the drums. So the, the production, the singing, the mix, the master, the artwork, um, my buddy, um, my buddy Jake out in California shot the photo for me. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm playing everything. Um, mixed and mastered it and um, it came together I was making a beat and um, didn't have any words for it yet and like 
couple, I would say like a week or two later, this like significant event happened to me, which we could tell a story about after, after the songs. And at that point I had inspiration to write on it. I was just kind of sifting through music that I had left over. And that was something there. And I was like, yeah, I feel inspired to write to this. And um, that song came out and I mean, it developed over a couple of months, but um, overall I'm very, very happy with the end product of this tune. It's, it's a very, it's a very uh, vulnerable place that I'm speaking from. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, you know, it's a very near and dear song to my heart because of the event that it's about. So um, are you going to play it on your end or would you like me to pull it up on, on YouTube? I, I've got it good on my end. I'll, I'll do the audio tracks. You'll do the video okay. just, just to keep, keep us both busy. Okay. Okay. Cool. Here, here's cool. underwater. Waters 
Things are crashing. The tide is pulling. So many things I didn't do. I pray to God I make it. Dude, when when that beat first drops in, I got my headphones on and I was like, "Yeah, damn, I love that." <laughs> yes, yeah, just a very like wishy washy song, you know. Very like flowy. It's it's like a stream of consciousness, you know. I so. Feel it. I feel the emotion. Yeah. I felt it in the guitar solo. Um, you, you told me before we started, yeah. you basically have a story behind pretty much every song you write. So you kind of hinted toward to it earlier. Yeah. Let, let's hear the story behind this mm-hmm. track underwater. So um, I guess to make a long story short, cause it is kind of a long story. Um, you don't have to make it short. Uh, January first. But... I'll, I'll make I'll make it mid sized. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I won't I won't go play by play, but I'll but I'll I'll, I'll chop it up a little bit. You got it. So January first, twenty twenty. Um. Uh, me and a couple of friends in California, we went to go on this surf trip down to. Uh, uh, it was like a couple hours north of Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, Santa Barbara area. And, um, we, we were all hanging out. It was, it was kind of, kind of like a, what they would call like a big day, lots of big waves. And, um, I ended up getting caught underneath a pier at, as the sun was going down. It was like a really like, like bad situation because the sun had just gone down. Um, and my board that I was surfing on broke into five pieces. Um, and my leash that connects my foot to my board so it doesn't get away wrapped around one of the pillars in on this pier. And so I'm underneath this pier in chest high water with about six to eight foot waves coming in. And um, really all I could do is just pray at that point in time. All I could do is just like sit there, think, okay, don't take in water and please God, let me live through this. Um, and so that's kind of what's reflected in the song is, you know, um, water's crashing, the tide is, is turning so many things I didn't do. I was telling myself, I was having my life flash before my eyes. I was like, I didn't do these things that I wanted to do in my life yet. So, you know, I pray to God that I make it through. Um, and tied down, set me free. You know, that's the, that's the line that's pertaining to my leash being tied to the the pillar. And eventually I got it off. And, um, the echoes that you hear of people talking in the song or like shouting, Hey dude, get out. There was this group of dudes that was underneath the pier, like on the beach as I was underwater, like getting tossed around and thrown around and they were yelling, Hey dude, get out, get out. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, duh. But like, 
you know, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything back because I had no energy left. It was like fight or flight um, scenario. And um, yeah, I don't know, by, by the grace of God, I somehow like washed out from underneath that pier, took a couple waves in, got pretty much got bashed back into the, the th- into the beach. And those two dudes ran out, grabbed me underneath my arms, pulled me to the beach. Um, I was in shock, um, was really like in, in a bad, bad, like state. I couldn't even walk anywhere. They had to like carry me to the parking lot so that, um, the paramedics could check me out. They thought I hit my head or anything, something like that. And I was telling them, no, I didn't hit my head. I just have no energy. Um, and that, that's the truth. I had absolutely no energy. Um, I ended up straining my diaphragm, um, just by like trying to like take in air before every wave came through. Um, it was like a two hour car ride back. I'm the whole time. I'm like in the backseat of this car, just like insane stomach pains. Um, and that experience that like near death experience really kind of projected me to pursue what I'm absolutely passionate about and nothing else. But I realized from that, the lesson that came to me was that money and things of substance, those, those, those don't hold as much value as time, time on this planet, time on this earth, time that we have to spend. Um, And so that to me, time became my most major commodity at that point how I spent my time, how much my time was worth, what I was doing with my time, you know, all these, all these things. And so at this time, at, at that point in time, I was working, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Um, and for, you know, for, for a job and it was a great job, but I just realized, you know, I need to put this time into myself. Um, and so, you know, after all that happened, I, you know, I, I, uh, I left the job and just started going full time for myself, started like calculating my hours on my phone and all that. And um, yeah, that was a big turning point for me. I have not had a job since I've been, you know, working with amazing clients, um, you know, that I choose to spend my time with and put my time into. And and I'm grateful that they're doing the same. Um, And yeah, so that's that's pretty much how like a bulk majority of my my things have came together. But yeah, that was a huge turning point for me that song or that experience, which created that song. Yeah. That's profound. What talk about a turning point and congratulations for going off and taking that risk being like, I I don't want to do this anymore. I need to find me. I need to find my music. That's a bold mood, man. Mm -hmm. There's it's not easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, If you're not ready for it, you know, uh, you shouldn't do it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like some, some people like think about it all the time, but they have, they have like families and stuff that they got to take care of. They can't just drop their job at the time, you know? So, you know, and I, I empathize with that, but that was like, that to me, like that experience pretty much created, that was the only option <laughs> for me at that point. I hear you. And, and you're right. You know, at the end of the day, I'm all about the side hustle. I'm all about if you have priorities mm-hmm. and people you need to help and money you need to make to serve your family and your community, you need to do that. Um, 
in your situation, mm-hmm. you just took that leap of faith to to go out and basically produce and be a musician uh, full time. I appreciate that. Uh, there's a question mm-hmm. I've never asked on this show, but I've heard it before, and it's an interesting thought experiment. But if you were to, okay. if if you were to, you know, one of two options. I give you a million dollars right now. You have the rest of the night to decide what you want to do with it, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow or you wake up tomorrow and you have no money. What would you choose? So the two options, you give me a million dollars right now and I can do whatever I want with it. But you don't get tomorrow. And then wake up to no money tomorrow. No, all right. So oh, but I don't get tomorrow. No, I want to. I want to wait. I want to wake up tomorrow with no money. Right. Start me from zero, man. Give me the time. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm happy you answer that because you know million dollars is a sexy amount of money, right? And there's so much that you can do yeah. for your family, for your community. You can invest it, make sure your family, your children, whatever is important to you, is well off. But is it money? Isn't worth anything? Like. If you're not there to use it, like, why not just wake up yeah. broke? A million, a million dollars isn't all that yeah. much money when you look at an entire lifetime, right? An entire lifetime of the, mm-hmm. you're going to make a million dollars in your lifetime. Might not happen in a year, but yeah. that was my big realization. Yeah. It's like, would I rather, I mean, I'd like to be wealthy and happy, but I'd sure rather be broke and happy than not have the opportunity. Yeah. To to be rich and miserable or rich in debt, yeah, you you know what I'm saying. So, I was hoping you would choose the right Ask answer. Ask me that question yeah. when I got one day left. <laughs> sure, sure. Ask me that question when I got one day left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, then I'll choose the other one. <laughs> I'll just hey. give it to the community. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, man. But what's what's yeah. the point? What's the point in money if you're not happy and if if you're not here, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's good to hear you creating music. Mm-hmm. What what got you passionate about music in the first place? Like, have you been playing since you were a little child? Did you have an experience that brought you into music? Like, why why have you chose music as your passion? Um, that's a good question because I've always been surrounded by music. I was talking to my dad about this about a month ago. Um, and my dad, as I was growing up as a little kid, he w- would DJ weddings. And my first, like some of my most first profound, um, I'm getting like goosebumps about it. My, my, my first profound memories with music were my dad would set up the, the, his DJ system in the living room, would sit me down on the couch and he would just like DJ. You know, he was basically like babysitting me and practicing at the same time. But I was just like so in awe by what was going on. Just like I wasn't even like hearing the sound. It was hitting me like it was like a direct transmission of like vibrate, like sound into my soul. And so I I feel like it was embedded in me um, at a very young age, but I never actually pursued it until my sophomore year in high school. Um, I've always like, you know, messed around like DJing and hanging out with my friends and like, you know, like trying to spin tracks and stuff. I've always loved listening to music. Music's always been a huge part of my life. 
Um, but playing music never really happened for me other than like, you know, picking up the viola and, and like fourth grade up until sixth grade or whatever. And then thinking, yeah, I'm never going to do anything with this music's music's lame, you know? Um, and, and then little did I know four years later, it was going to be the single single thing that I wanted to do the most with my time. Um, and so like, it was about sophomore year, I would say sophomore, junior year. Um, I, uh, I had like a, a friend group, um, back in Niskayuna, New York. Um, and it was just a group of, group of super cool experimental dudes that just like loved music, um, were into it. Um, one of my buddies, like one of my really good friends, um, at the time, uh, Zach, Zach Burstein, he, he's a phenomenal musician and he really inspired me, um, musically to, um, pursue it in, in sort of like a artistic creative way, a different way. Um, and, uh, so like, yeah, I mean, just kind of the combination of that. And then what really kind of tipped everything. So it was like around sophomore year that I knew I wanted like to do music for the rest of my life. I didn't know I wanted to make it a job. I always thought it was just going to kind of be like something that I did and something that I enjoyed doing. Um, and my senior year, um, I was looking at schools for biotechnology. Um, I wanted to be a holistic scientist and I was looking at like a community college back there. And um, my buddy, Dan Murphy, if uh, you guys probably know him or if you don't, you should know him. Um, he, uh, he, he grabbed me and was like, Hey, I'm going to go check out this school, FLCC. I'm checking out their music department, um, music recording department. And you should come along to see if it, see if it's like your vibe. And um, so <clears throat> I was like, yeah, sure. So showed up there and instantly fell in love. I was like, yep, I'm not doing the biotechnology. I'm doing music recording. Like this is this, this like, it's calling my name. It was like, it like literally just linked up. It locked like exactly with what I wanted to do. Um, and, and at the time I was like the dude, like me and the friends would all go run down into the basement and like battle over for who's in, who's playing what instrument, you know, I'm playing the drums, I'm playing the keys, whatever. I would be the guy that would like run down there and like set up a microphone first and like plug it into the computer and hit record and just like, you know, record what was going on just so we could like listen back to it, not knowing that that was actually going to be what I was pursuing for my career. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, went to FLCC, studied music with amazing teachers, amazing um, colleagues. And yeah, I mean, here we are. <laughs> I love it. The the rest the the history still being built, but the rest is history, man. That that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. And moving into the present, I haven't seen it yet. You just dropped a track like was it today? Like you just dropped a track, right? Yeah, I dropped so I dropped the video today. Um the song mm. was released about 2 weeks ago on Spotify. Um, and the song itself came into fruition within a week. So I made the song and I can give like backstory on it after. Um, but I've made the song again. It's another one kind of like, um, underwater where I did everything mixed master, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, dropped it within a week of its creation, which doesn't really happen, but it just okay. felt right. So like within a week of making it, it was, it was on Spotify. I, it just felt right. So, so this is kind of first time I've ever done that, but 
it, it felt good. So that's impressive, man. <laughs> Quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. It happened fast. I mean, when, when the inspiration's hot, you, you gotta, you gotta get it, you know, you gotta, you gotta chase it. Yeah. I was, I was just talking to Chris Bykirk a couple weeks ago, you know, about when he first saw the special at the winter sizzler and recorded all this great footage of them. Um, and he was there till like two thirty, three o'clock because he was part of the setup and stripped down. And then he went home that night yeah. and basically mixed and mastered this incredible video promo, like a one minute promo of the sizzler of the special, like the morning of till probably like six, 7 a.m. He did it the night of and talk about mm-hmm. like getting it while it's hot, man. Re- released it the next morning. Yep. Now he's tour manager with the special and it all happened because yep. he felt that inspiration and just fucking ran with it. And, and it yep. sounds like that's what you did. I, yep. When you, when you record a track, well, when, how long does it usually take from its inception to the point that you're comfortable releasing it? Is it usually a week or does it often take a lot longer? Like what's that look like? It depends because I'll, I'll dig songs out of the graveyard, but my main philosophy is I give myself like a 24 hour guillotine, right? So I start writing a song and I have to, I just like idea splurge because you can, you can always take things out. You can't, you, you can't always add them in later down the road. You don't have the same mental flow going. You're not in the same headspace you can always take things out. So I just, I just kind of like idea splurge and I just get everything that I can out as fast as I can. And then I start to try to make sense of it um, throughout the day um, and arrange it and then come up with ideas, just digest it. And um, for the most part that day, I'm just loving the vibe that I'm in, whatever the song is, I'm, I'm in it either. It's a really sad song or I'm like hyped about it. Um, and then everybody's got to sleep. So I go to bed, I wake up the next day, listen to it with fresh ears, you know, and make those quick, you know, adjustments that I hear right off the top of my head. The first thoughts that pop into my head, I take those notes, attack the song with those notes. And then, um, yeah, I mean, after about that 24 hour mark, I just kind of like cut the guillotine. I'm like, all right, that's it. Now I'm only doing absolute musts so if i have to like oh this downbeat needs a crash on it okay i'll put the downbeat i'll put the crash on a downbeat but at that point it's pretty much just mixing and mastering so i'm just finalizing the song um but yeah pretty much the whole the whole song happens within 24 hours um now like i said there's exceptions where i'll create a beat or i'll create a track and i'm digging it like i have songs that are months old i released this song that i made in a week before I had, like, I have like a, a list of like 15 songs mm. that are still in the works. And, and they've been in the works since I've like been in California, some of them even before. So like two years, three years, but they're there. They're like 90% there. Yeah, they're close. But you know, it, it's really, it's like, it's, it's really kind of like what I'm feeling. Um, and I do, I do, I do like to like keep things fresh, but I also, take the time to go back into the boneyard 
you know, and to revive tracks that definitely have that potential. The main thing is just like remembering that feeling that I had when I was making that song and, and going with that. Cause you usually get burnt out. You know, if you, if, if you're hearing a song on Spotify, on my Spotify, I'm probably already sick of it, you know, cause I've listened to it thousands of times already. <laughs> so I hear that. Yeah. Let, let's listen to this track. Cause it's fresh. The video just dropped. Will you take the, the steering wheel and put yeah. that on for us, Logan? Don't feel the same Never seems like I'm out Everything around me Is a shade of blue now And I know it'll be okay I only feel it when I'm alone But at the moment Life is taking on a different hue now And it seems Like I'm floating I can't keep my feet on the ground how you just walked off at the end of it there too <laughs> i'm done i'm done Grace it's over keys. yeah 
We out. We out. <laughs> cool, yeah, man. That was a fun one. I mean, it was it was done right here, you know, right in right in the studio. I was gonna say I I felt like I recognize the the room. You're in it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the the shot of the keyboard I did out out in my living room. I just installed some LEDs out there, made them purple, and shot the video. It's dope. Yeah, we see right in the video you're yeah. pl- you're playing multiple instruments. Do you have a process of mm-hmm. like a starting point? Do you have an order of which you like to layer on your instrumentation? Do you usually have a starting point? Yeah. Um, I really enjoy this push. Um, I pretty much primarily use it for like all of my instruments now. Um, I, I, I guess that's, that's not true. I use, like, I, like you saw, I use the bass and, and, and guitars. Um, but a lot of my keys sounds I get just doing through this. So, um, typically, yeah, I, I start with like a key melody or something like that, or like something to really kind of just get the feeling of the song. Um, it's very rarely that I just start with the drums, but that does happen. Um, but yeah, I start, I start with like a keys melody, um, then come up with kind of like a counter melody to that. Then I lay the drums down. Then I get the bass in there. I like to have my bass following the drums. I don't like to put my bass in before my drums because, um, a bass player, when you're playing bass, you're listening to the drummer, you know what I mean? And vice versa, the drummer listens to the bass player, but typically the bass player is playing off of what the drums is doing. So I like to have my drums working with the music and then have the bass working off what the drums are doing. Um, and then, yeah, when, when I'm going to write to the song, write vocals to it, I try to keep things minimal. You know, I don't want five melodies happening at once. Um, I try to keep things simple and then add in little flares um, where they need to be. Um, but I mean, as you can tell, that song's not like super complex, but it's there's a feeling to it. So that's kind of like what the main main thing I'm trying to portray is just like a a vibe, a feeling. Um, and if I can do that, then then I I've accomplished something. Yeah. No. I I, f- I feel the emotion in the music. I feel the vibe. It, it, I, I'm, it's in your name, but yeah, I mean, a vibe is what it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could define yeah. it in any particular way. Like, can you define it? Or are there certain artists that you can pinpoint that you look up to as people that create that same kind of vibe? Yeah. So um, this song in particular kind of takes on like a um, kind of like FKJ, if you know who FKJ is, um, but not really because he does more, more like dance sort of type of tracks. Um, but he's a big influence of mine. Um, I guess some of my influences are um, FKJ, um, an artist um, from around the Albany area, Soli had. He's amazing. He has a phenomenal voice. Um, I'm actually sending him some beats right now. Hopefully, Dope. hopefully he'll hop on one, of, one or two of them. Um, uh, 
And um, so, yeah, FKJ, Solihad, Flume. I really love electronic music. Um, I've been listening to a lot of reggae recently. Um, you know, I, I really, um, I don't know. My, my main thing is I, I love to study different genres of music and then pull them in. I mean, if you were to listen to my Spotify, you would hear a folk song. You would hear an EDM song. You would hear you know, a groovy sort of kind of pop song, you would, you'll hear like a variety of different music. And um, I think that just comes from my background. I, and in like what I was talking about earlier, I have music inside me that I want to do. And I don't just live in one genre. You know, I don't just live and breathe, you know, like electronic music. I love what I'm feeling at that moment. And I'm going to, create that whether it's something hyped up or something chill laid back um and also the fact that i work with multiple different artists just as an engineer brings introduces me to different sounds sure. so like the artists that i work with um they're like oh you do music too and next thing i know i'm doing like you know a, a folky song you know with acoustic guitar you know, because they have a folky voice and I know how to play guitar. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can make that happen. Um, and, and like, it's just, it's very interesting. I like to adapt to what my surroundings are like. Um, and then when I'm in my own element, I just kind of create off a of feeling. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very like scattered with my genres. Um, and I just pray that that doesn't like bite me in the ass one of these days, or bite me in the butt, you know, cause you know, the, like a lot of a lot of people like want like focus, you know, a lot of people want like a focused genre. But, you know, at the end of the day, like my goal is to have like your favorite song in every genre. Like, oh, this is my favorite electronic song. Oh, this is my favorite, you know, hip hop song. Oh, this is my favorite folk song. You know, I want to I want to hit all of those and have them all be your favorite. <laughs> that's that's the overall goal, I guess. I love it. As it should be. I mean, at the end of the day, if you were to create an album that's basically the same tempo, same vibe, same style, straight, straight, you know, all the way through, it could potentially be easier to market it. But I mean, are you looking to market it? Or are you trying yeah. to look at music that's true to you? And if your influences are coming from all mm-hmm. these different places, it's natural, right? That your music's going to come from a lot of different places because that's where your influences are coming from yeah exactly i mean humans humans aren't robots we're not designed to do one thing indefinitely you know and and actually one thing that i saw recently was like uh i think it's flux pavilion something he's is one of the original dubstep creators 10 years 15 years later because dubstep started happening you know 2005 to 2010 era he just said he he came out on twitter or something he's like yeah i think i'm not doing dubstep anymore Hmm. and there was two sides to the story there was people like oh no like oh what are we gonna do but then there's also the people that are like good on you man like you know, do something else. You've, you've done that for 10, 15 years. You're a human, you know, create what you feel like doing because what he's, he's an amazing artist, right? He's going to generate like amazing results with whatever genre he's doing. You know, he, the, he's, he's developed the skill inside of him, you know, now he's just going to apply that to different tools, to different instruments, you know? And so 
So I, you know, I, I always love hearing multifaceted artists like, like Ween, for example, mm-hmm. like they're just, they have like so many different genres, you know, in, in an album, even, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. As you're, you're talking about Flux Pavilion moving outside of dubstep, I'm sorry, but what came to mind was like the concept of telling your parents that you're coming out of the closet or you've, you know, (laughs) you came to realize that you're a different gender than you were once defined. And of course your family and your parents Mm -hmm. are like, no, Ben, no, Logan, you're actually completely straight male Mm -hmm. because that's what I told you you are. Mm -hmm. And you can't. And it's like, dude, if Flux wants to move away from dubstep and do something that feels more natural to to him, to his music, Mm -hmm. if you're truly a supporter, you should support that because I'm sure whatever he does, whatever they do, whatever any artist does in that scenario, there's flops. I'll admit there's flops. But most often, a good artist is knocking it out of the park, no matter what genre they choose. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, um, like to kind of piggyback off that, like, yeah, he's it, 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 like at one point, it's not like he wasn't, you know, that at some point in time, he was yeah. feeling dubstep, you know, he was feeling that sort of genre, um, and now he's feeling something different. So, like, I mean, just kind of like play on that that um what you're talking about maybe 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 he's going to college now you know it's a different sector of his life Mm. um you know and so he's tired of living under his parents roof you know (laughs) and and so like so like yeah i mean the the i feel like the human being yearns adventure like and, and there is consistency too, but I feel like consistency is less natural than entropy. You know, nature favors entropy. Some crazy things. You don't, you don't naturally go and fold your clothes and put them in a hamper. You just take them off and throw them on the ground and deal with it, you know, whenever. Nature favors craziness. So, like, I feel like if you hold yourself in a box for too long, you're, you're containing your natural will. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's healthy to do that, but at the same time, you know, people, people do whatever they want. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. And as I love to do, I got us on a tangent for anyone who's curious. I don't know if we actually got into the meaning behind runaway. Was there anything else you wanted to say about that track and why you wrote it? Yeah. I mean, the the story behind it um again it was just kind of like capturing a vibe that i was feeling and in this song i would like to consider it kind of like a part two of another song that i wrote called helpless um and the song helpless i wrote a couple of years ago um and it was i think i think it it's the first song that I ever sang on or like ever got on and released with my voice on it. Um, and it was a very vulnerable song. I wasn't going to release it. The, the song um, is basically about me. When I first got to California, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. So I wasn't necessarily able to make my own decisions at this point in time. You know, I was, there was like, um, 
like turbulence in the relationship with like my older brother at that point in time. Um, and so, oh, hold on, GoPro is doing the doing the thing again. One one second. Yeah, don't worry about it. I uh, hold on. I love technology, man. Streaming, have <laughs> yeah. a little bit of fun, playing around. And listen, listen, guys, E-Claw Vibes, E-Claw rather, E-Claw Vibes, check them out on Facebook, click like, go to the drop down menu, there's a follow settings, if you go to the follow settings, you can actually mark them as C first, so listen, you want to go to E-C-L-A-T Vibes on Facebook, then you'll go down to follow settings, which is a drop down menu. You've got three dots and there there's a function where you can change your follow settings and you can mark someone as a priority because long story short, I don't think Facebook likes me. I don't think I like Facebook, but at the end of the day, we got to <laughs> do what we can. We got to do what we can to let the algorithm work in our favor. And one great way to allow the algorithm to work at least a little in your favor is to go to pages that you support, go to the drop down menu, mark them as C first, mark them as a priority in the follow settings. Instagram also has a drop down menu where you can mark someone as a close friend. And I'm not a genius on the algorithm. But my intuition says, if you tell them, this is my close <laughs> friend, I want to see first, you'll at least see a little bit more of Logan. You'll see a little bit more of Groovecast, oh. e Vibes. And, and at the end of the day, we don't have to pay $100 just to throw up an ad just to reach you. So go do that now. Looks like your camera's back and good yes, to go. I, I don't know where we left off, though, yep. brother. We got we got interrupted for a so, moment. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just kind of like the story behind uh, Runaway. Basically, it was it was it was a vibe that I was feeling. Um, and so, like I was saying, um, the song uh, "Helpless" that I was uh, I wasn't going to release it. Um, I showed it to a couple friends and I'm like, dude, you gotta put this out. Mm-hmm. And and so I was like, okay, all right, you guys you guys convinced me. Um, but it was just like it was a vulnerable thing that I was feeling. So like I was like kind of like scared to release it. But since they were like do it. I I did it anyways. Um, and, and it, it actually, it, it turned out like really well. A lot of my friends like that hadn't heard it up to that point, like were like, dude, you like, you're like, you kind of helped me through some stuff through that song. Um, and so, so that, that to me kind of gave me a little bit more confidence in my ability to just kind of like be vulnerable in my music. Um, and so this song runaway is another, instance of that where I felt like at this point in time that like I I felt like alone you know I was driving around I was calling people I was texting people nobody's answering people like that I was like you know like I I thought these were my friends um and like I, I felt like I was just getting like blown off in a sense and and um and I had just gone on like a, a like a road trip to go visit my family back in my hometown. And um, like a lot of like same thing, like in my hometown, same sort of thing, just like getting blown off. So I was like, huh, this is like, I feel like a runaway. I feel like I don't belong anywhere. And I've, I've connected with that feeling 
um, when I moved to California, I was like, you know, I'm running around and then I ran back from California here, you know? And so it was like, that's kind of like what that vibe of that song is. Like, I feel like a runaway, you know, sometimes I want to run away. I think my thoughts are so loud, you know, I can't silence my thoughts. Um, and so that, that was just kind of me just expressing that feeling. Um, and I, I always thought, I'm like, I'm not like generally like a sad person, but for some reason, like my song, like when I really feel like writing, like it's when I'm sad, you know? So a lot of my music comes out, you know, in that sort of like deep emotional state. And um, I, I, I kind of pegged it the other day. I was like, I think I write like better beats and in tunes when I'm happy and excited. And then I write better lyrics when, when I'm like, you know, going through some sort of like emotional turmoil. Right. So, but yeah, that's kind of how that, that runaway song came together. I love that. Yeah. You you can write the beats in the music when you're, mm -hmm. you're feeling energetic, ready to kill it. You're feeling happy, but the emotion, the writing comes when you maybe are just a little bit sad. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And yeah, not, not so hype. Yeah. A little less hype. And I want to, I want in a moment, you're going to close out with another video, but let's listen to the audio of one more track. I've got your love queued okay. up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the song, okay. your love? It, it's a collab, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is a collaboration between, um, uh, me and a buddy of mine, Nolan, Nolan love. Um, that's his real last name. Um, and he, uh, he was kind of going through like this breakup with his ex and, and, uh, this was actually the first song we did together. Um, he's never been on an electronic music track before. Um, I, we met and I was like, dude, you have an amazing voice. Mm. We got to write something together. And so I had this, um, this EDM track that I pitched to a couple of artists. Nobody wanted to get on it. Nobody got on it. And then I gave it to Nolan and literally that week he had lyrics written to it. Didn't really have a melody, but we kind of like worked together in the studio to come up with the trajectory of the melody. And then this song came together and, and it worked out really well. He has such an amazing, powerful voice, you know, and it just worked out really well. Um, and his, his style is, is more like another track that I have on Spotify called um, uh, Take Me Home. He, he does more folk stuff, but I kind of pulled him into the EDM realm. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Let's check out your love.
You're listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Head over to Facebook, like Rochester Groovecast, and mark our page as C first to keep in touch with everything new. Now, back to the show. I like that. that that's got that nice. hard, hard-hitting EDM vibe. Uh, uh, I don't listen to as much electronic music as I used to, but that like heavy EDM, mm-hmm. feel-good, dubstepy vibe. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, so they, they, I guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you first. Me first. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. So I'm listening to it, right? And you'd be the one to know. I hear the yeah. the very high, high, like super high pitch vocals that it almost sounds like a child singing it or a baby singing it. The register is so high. Yeah. And I've heard that mm-hmm. a lot in mm-hmm. dubstep music, like super high vocal that it almost sounds like you've got like someone super soprano or a child or something. How do you make that sound? Is someone actually singing mm-hmm. at that register or tell us a little bit about what I'm hearing there? So what I, what I had uh, Nolan do was just kind of improvise singing over the singing over the hook, you know, just whatever he wanted to sing. Yeah. And then what I do is I take it and I pitch it up like an octave something. Um, and, and then I chop it up. So they call those vocal chops. Um, and also the melody that you hear in there, the da, 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 da. So that, is him saying love just chopped into a keyboard so it's saying love 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 so so like there's there's like different methods that i'll use to kind of achieve that sort of alvin and the chipmunk or like you know vocal choppy soprano sort of style um yeah actually um, it's, it's, uh, I should, I should mention that Marco actually played on that track as well. I had everything produced and I said, you know, I want a little bit more of a live feel to this. So in the back, you can hear him playing the drums a little bit. You hear him playing the hi hats and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, so, so Marco got a little bit of a taste in there on that track too. <clears throat> tasty man. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a fun one. Yeah, man. I um, in a moment we're gonna close out with a video, um, because I I like watching it. Usually mm-hmm. on this podcast, we're listening to music. I like watching the videos. Um, I think they're dope, and mm-hmm. you seem like you're constantly producing so much new content. Like, how many tracks have you dropped in the past year? Uh about like 12 cool and and that's just the songs that i've like released on my own i'm i'm i've worked on a a bunch more i i was helping um noah no offense with um the call and response track he had a little keyboard part that he gave to me i produced a beat for him um we got on two two more tracks that he hasn't released yet so there's two songs that are going to be released on his current album 
Um, I'm helping Marco out. Um, we we collabed on a track. We we got two tracks that are in the works. Um, one of them's going on his album. Um, I'm helping out um, one, one another artist. I'm working with Susanna Lamarty um, on some tracks. So like, uh, there's there's a lot going on. Alex Fine. Um, I engineered their stuff. I didn't do any of the writing. I um, recorded their band Arguments. So Alex Dexter and Crook. Um, and, uh, I'm mixing and mastering their whole album. Um, Alex, uh, has his own side project that he's going to have me mix and master. So there's, there's a lot that I've been working on other than what you kind of see on my page, um, which I'm, I'm super stoked about all this stuff. I love, I love everything that I have been working on and everything that I've been a part of. It's, you know, it's amazing being able to work with such talent around here and, and out in California as well. I love it. Yeah. If, if anyone's listening and they're like, wow, the production value is top notch. This guy's good. Are you taking on new musicians, new clients, new projects? And if so, like how do people keep in touch with you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? So, yes, I am taking on um, clients. I'm always taking on clients. I really, um, enjoy working with people who are serious about their craft. Um, but I'm always taking on new clients. Best way to get in touch with me is, um, either through Facebook or email. Um, you can email me at, you know, aclavibes at gmail.com. Um, you can get in touch with me on Instagram. However, whatever your platform is, just find me on there. Vibes. Um, or hit my email and um, yeah, I would, I would love to work with new talent. Um, always looking for, for new people to work with. I love that. I love that. I I have a new question I brought to the show recently um, and I'm going to ask it. I okay. asked it at the start of last year. I'll probably ask this question for the most of this year as well, because we've had a okay. tough, wow. It's, it's hard to even think it's been like 10 months or so since the virus first hit, it's been a struggle. And the virus is, you know, coronavirus is a relevant thing in our lives. But when we look a thousand years from now, 2000 years from now, it's just going to be a small line in the sand. I don't think this virus is going to define our generation, doesn't define humanity. And what I want to do is I want to be proactive and positive, and I want to put together a time capsule. And this time capsule, yeah. in theory, isn't going to be open for another 500,000, 2,000 years. And I want to be able to put together this time capsule and properly represent, you know, 2020, 2021, you know, our generation, our time. And if I give you the opportunity, it can't be like a concept. It has to be something physical because, you know, they're going to open this up and physically Mm -hmm. see the items in thousand years from now. Like if I give you the opportunity to like choose an item, two, three, does anything come to mind of something you'd want to put in that time capsule? First thing that came to my mind, just as like a joke is, Probably like Elon Musk. Just put him in there, and, uh, <laughs> and then see, see what see what happens. You know, um, but, just but on, a, on a real note, on a, <laughs> you just freeze him up, throw him in there. 
you know, he'll do fine thousand years from now. He'll be fine. Um, and he perfectly represents whatever we're trying to do. Um, but on a serious note, I would, I would probably, I probably, um, like an iPod, right? A fully charged iPod. Hopefully it lasts a thousand years. Put, make a playlist of the music that's happening like today, some of my favorite music that's happening today. Um, and then a video camera with like a memory card in it or something. Right. And, and have, have, have the ability for them to see what's going on, what the world looks like today, because, you know, we think, and we look back, Oh, what was life like, you know, a thousand years ago. And all we can see is pictures in a history book. What if we could like watch, you know, just some humans, you know, at, at a club or something, you know, just like dancing. It's like, Oh, they did that. Um, you know? Um, so yeah, I probably, I'd probably load up an iPod with some, some fire beats, try to get a mixtape in with like an alien or something. Um, some video and then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a, like a stone or something just so they, cause you, you never know what the geography is going to be like, but yeah, I think, I think that's what I would do. A little video camera and some music. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, they won't have stones. Everything will be paved over. They'll figure out how to breathe without natural yeah. oxygen. You know, we, we've destroyed, we've destroyed the environment. They'll learn how to breathe without it. So something like a stone yeah. might not exist, man. And I like the idea of a camera because yeah. again, yeah. 2000 years, cameras will probably all be virtual reality or something. So a good old fashioned lens might yeah. be something they'd appreciate. Yeah, you don't want to drop like a USB stick in there because what are they going to do with a USB stick? You know, you need you need to give them the thing to actually watch it on too. <laughs> the device, the instrument, the device itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, exactly. A claw vibes. It's good music, man. I'm going to be diving deeper when we're done with this. Jam into your stuff. Really love what you're doing. I appreciate you coming on. I do want to close out with some more vibes. So like what video do you want to close out on and let's preface it beforehand. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to see here. So this video right here is, um, it's another electronic track. I'm actually thinking about switching it up to a different one. Uh, this song is called recognize the song I was going to play is, um, sun kissed. But I think the vibe that we're going on now is more suitable for what I'm about to play. And this one's called Recognize. Um, and this song came together. Um, I started like writing this UK sort of style dance track. Um, and a couple weeks later, um, Alex Vine came over for another song that we were working on. And I showed him this beat. And he was like, ooh, I vibe with this. So like we ended up sitting down. Um, writing out the lyrics, figuring out what we wanted it to be about, recording it, and then didn't release it until a year later. But we finally like got the full song together. And then the music video is put together by none none of the other Clayton Kralas, just amazing videographer, hashed this video together, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they flew out to California, came and visited me. Um, we had this amazing journey. Um, I drove out to LA, picked them up. We celebrated out there, shot a video, shot some parts of the video. And then um, about halfway through the trip, they went up to San Francisco, Big Sur area, and they started shooting the rest of the video. Um, but I guess the the main like feeling of this video is recognizing the love that you have and the love that you can give um, and just bringing people together. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what you'll get out of this. A-Cloud Vibrations. Vineyard on the track. Yo, have a good day, bro.
What a freaking a killer way to close out. Yeah, man, that that's some good vibes. I love the all the sunglasses with the hearts on them. So first off, let let me just mention, if you guys are listening to the audio of this, check out the show notes to see all of these videos. That was filmed, directed, shot beautifully, Um, freaking beautiful sunset, people with sunglasses with the hearts on them. How how did that work? Are these strangers or friends? These are these are absolute strangers. We ran up to people and we're like, hey, can we get like a one second video of you having these glasses on and just turning around and making a face at the camera? We got all sorts of people. As you see, we got a security guard. You know what I mean? We got all walks of life to to do this. And, And that's what really made the video so special was the fact that, you know, we got just various different people to contribute to this, you know, song. It's it's a worldly song, you know? It's big it's bigger than just the music at that point. Yeah, it's huge. Guys, again, check out the show notes. All those videos will be there. Logan, man, A-Claw vibes. I love what you're doing. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you having me, Ben. I really do, man. Thank you so much. to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. Share this with a friend and tell them exactly why they should listen. And don't forget to keep it groovy, baby.